Welcome to the weekly show where we take a look back and forward at some of the biggest news stories affecting the sport we love. I'm Jeff Lambert, and this is This Week in Baseball History. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of This Week in Baseball History. Thank you for joining us. You're getting this show because you've taken the time to sign up as a free subscriber to the Rounders Podcast Newsletter. Again, thank you for doing that. That means so much to me that you're willing to take that extra step and that you're supporting the main show and this additional initiative that we've started. So this show's for you, the subscribers, the fans, and we're focusing on major events that happened this week in baseball. Uh, There's three sections that we include. We're going to go through each day of this week and talk about something important that happened on that day. I'm trying out a new segment this week called uh, Moments in Forgot that have been forgotten in baseball's past. And I'd like to know what you think about that if you think that's uh, a worthwhile segment to keep. And then, of course, we're going to round out the episode by talking about current news stories of note that I want to share with you. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's top historical moments. On March 27, 1902, the Chicago Daily News coins the nickname Cubs for the city's National League club, which until that time had gone by the name the Colts. A column in the paper mentioned how the team's manager was devoting his strongest efforts on the new Cubs teamwork this year, referring to the team's many young players. And that name caught on. And in time, the Cubs became the official nickname for the group instead of the Colts. On March 28, 1990, a plan to allow starting pitchers to earn victories with only three innings pitched was scrapped. Now, this was done because there was an abbreviated spring training period. They were in the middle of another lockout situation. That didn't pass, but teams were allowed to open the regular season with 27-man rosters instead of the allowed maximum of 25. On March 29, 1867, Denton True Young was born in Gilmore, Ohio. He would earn the nickname Cy for his cyclone-like pitching motion. He won and lost more games than any other pitcher in history, with a 511 and 316 record and a 2.63 ERA over 22 seasons. He won 20 or more games 15 times and topped the 30 win mark five times, and that's why the Pitcher of the Year Award is named the Cy Young Award. On March 30th, 1988, Cincinnati Reds outfielder Eddie Milner was suspended for the 1988 season by Commissioner Pete Uberoff because he suffered a relapse of his cocaine problem, was caught doing so, and that ended Milner's major league career after that decision. On March 31, 1996, the first ever opening day game in March occurred in Seattle, Washington, when the Mariners faced off against the Chicago White Sox. And finally, on April 1st, 1996, National League umpire John McSherry collapsed and died behind home plate seven pitches into the season opener between Cincinnati and Montreal. McSherry, who weighed close to 400 pounds, had postponed a physical until after that opening day game, and he ended up passing away. 
and the Reds-Expos game was postponed as a result until the next day. That's the roundup from this week in terms of the most historical events. Let's go ahead and move into our next segment, Forgotten Moments from Baseball's Past. Little moments from baseball history that just may not have uh, reached the ears of baseball fans or baseball enthusiasts. And to kick off that segment, we're going to talk about Babe Ruth's somewhat disappointing final season. And it doesn't really fit the narrative that the Babe had just an impressive career from beginning to end. So the year is 1935, and Babe Ruth was going into, he didn't know it at the time, his final season in professional baseball. And he started off the season by making a bold prediction that he was going to hit at least 40 home runs during the upcoming season while playing for the Boston Braves. Now, during this time, Babe Ruth had hit 40 years old, He was past his prime. His numbers were on the decline. And when he made this claim, many people, sports writers, publicly came out and doubted whether Ruth could still perform at this level. However, Ruth was determined to show them. He was very vocal about the fact that he could make this happen. And he was even said to have worked very hard leading up to the season in terms of his workout regimen and trying to get in shape. And he started off the season very strong. He hit three home runs in his first two games. But despite that strong start, Ruth really struggled throughout the rest of the season. And he was eventually released by the Braves in the middle of the season in June. He ended with only six home runs in 72 at-bats. And of course, that was far short of his 40 home run prediction. And Ruth's disappointing performance in 1935 It's largely been forgotten, I think, compared to his legendary accomplishments earlier in his career, but it does remain an interesting footnote in baseball history, and one that I wanted to share with you today. Uh, If you can, take a minute and let me know what you think about this new segment, if you like it, uh, and we'll consider keeping it. So with that said, let's go ahead and move into our final segment, where we talk about some important stories that are happening now in baseball. For our first story, we're going to talk about how Major League Baseball is releasing a new feature in their MLB Game Day app called 3D Beta. And this new feature allows fans to watch baseball games in 3D. This is pretty cool. The feature is currently available for a limited number of games this season, but it is expected that it's going to be rolled out for all games in the future. So how this 3D beta works is it uses data from MLB's StatCast system, and it creates a 3D field model, which allows fans to watch the game from any angle that they choose in 3D. And this feature also includes a mini-map, which you can navigate, and you can use it to track the ball's location and where the players are on the field. Now, people who've already used this uh, new feature, it's been praised pretty widely, Some fans are saying it could be the new best way to watch baseball games. Uh, There has been a little bit of criticism, obviously, around the fact that um, the accuracy and realism needs a little bit more work. It may be overwhelming for fans who are not used to a 3D experience. And then, of course, there is the added cost of, you know, having a phone that can handle that. Or if you wanted to pair it with a headset, a 3D headset, there's some technical limitations as well. 
But overall, this 3D beta feature, I think, is a great addition to MLB's app, and I think it shows a commitment to wanting to revolutionize the game and make it fit a, a more modern generation of fans that want different ways to be able to consume this sport. So you can read the full article in PC Magazine. Of course, it's linked in the companion email that you got with this episode. Story number two, the MLB The Show video game that was just released. It's breaking barriers by including Negro League players in this year's edition. So MLB The Show 23, if you uh, are not a video gamer or have been living under a rock, it is the most popular baseball game available. Um, and it's excellent. I love it. I buy it every year. Love playing it. Um, they have included for the first time uh, Negro League players, and they're specifically focusing on eight legends. And those individuals include Satchel Page, Jackie Robinson, Josh Gibson, Buck O'Neill, Rube Foster, Hilton Smith, Hank Thompson, and Martin Diego. We've done episodes on quite a few of these individuals, which I will link in the email. But basically how this works is once a user selects a player, they're going to get to experience an entertaining narrative journey, and it's going to be marked with short informational videos, and then it'll allow you to actually play in-game important moments that occurred in that player's career. So I'm excited to try this out, and I think it's really awesome that MLB The Show decided to include players from the Negro Leagues in this year's video game. I think it's a great way to honor the history of black baseball, and it's a great way to introduce new generations to players that, again, didn't get that opportunity to get the limelight that they so deserved during their playing career. So you can read more about this in an article I'm including from NBC News. There's also a YouTube video that I included that you can check out that kind of walks you through how the videos and the gameplay works. Looks really neat. I'm excited for it. And for our third story, let's talk about how Major League Baseball has recently unveiled its new replay technology for the upcoming season. So in addition to some new replay rules that are rolling out, the MLB has really gone all out in creating uh, a system to support a new replay apparatus. So they've built this sprawling facility and they're having umpires on staff in this facility during games. Each umpire is going to monitor two games virtually at once from this virtual studio. And in addition to those two umpires sitting in this studio, there's going to be a replay operator with them, and it's going to help the umpires review calls in real times that are sent to them during these assigned games. So imagine with me, you're at the ballpark, there's a close play that's been spotted, someone at the ballpark relays that to this new studio and says, hey, to one of these umpires at the booth, uh, there's a play that might need review. And they are tasked then with going and reviewing footage from the television feeds ahead of time. So if and when the umpire in the real game calls the studio to get that replay information, a decision will have already been made. So they want to not only provide um, someone who's qualified who can review these calls virtually, but they want to make sure it's done really fast so it doesn't hold up the game. There was a really good quote from Jim Sensale, who's the director of replay operations. He said, quote, us having access to all the angles at the ballpark is what leads us to be faster and faster every year. We're hoping to have the call before they even come to headset, end quote. So I think this is a really exciting way to be able to see how calls can be reviewed. Um, 
it's even taking things a, fur, uh, a step further than what we see in the NBA and the NFL where there's that that decision period that happens that slows down the game and stops it. So the MLB is trying to take it a step further, I think. Now, in addition to this new replay studio, there's obviously new rules that are in play for the 2023 season. I just want to go through those real quick. So how this new replay rule system is going to work is that Managers are not going to be able to challenge calls that are upheld by the replay official once that decision's been made. They're going to get 20 seconds to decide whether to challenge a call after a play has occurred. So managers only have 20 seconds. If a manager challenges a call and it's overturned, the manager will retain the challenge. And if a manager challenges the call and it is upheld, the manager loses that opportunity. So the replay official can initiate a review on their own without a challenge from the manager if they believe that a call has been missed. So there's an opportunity for umpires and managers to tap into this review system during a game. And I think overall, it's really all designed to speed up the game. It's meant to reduce the number of unnecessary um, blown calls. And hopefully these new rules are going to give managers and umpires more control over being able to get things right and make sure the right calls are made. And you can certainly make an argument that human error is a part of the game, but I certainly uh, would like to see more accuracy in this area. And I think in some ways we have to embrace technology. I would love to hear what you think. Uh, if you have a moment, let me know. All right, folks, that's it for this edition of This Week in Baseball History. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check back next week for more memorable moments, current news, and updates from around the league. I'll see you then.